Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to the Rabid Weasel Podcast. This is episode 18. We're getting close to 20 episodes. That's pretty cool. Um, Today, we were talking about, let's see, our last episode, we did Godzilla, the original Japanese version, as I said many times, so everybody wasn't confused. (laughs) Um, This time, we are doing King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, because coming up in just a few weeks, everybody, you'll be hearing this in early March. So yeah, just a couple of weeks from now, we get uh, the one big Hollywood remake I've been wanting for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's going to be called Godzilla versus Kong, which is convenient, so we don't get them confused. So almost 60 years later, we get a nice remake, but we're going to be talking about um, the original, the original from 1962. Well, the Japanese version was from 1962, and today we are going to be specifically talking about the American version. So last time it was the Japanese version, this time the American version, which came out like six months later, I think. The reason is... So who are you, by the way? Huh? Who are you? Who am I? Everybody knows. All We have so many loyal fans now. They already know who we are. I was like excited Uh, to cheer when you said my name. uh, (laughs) Okay, okay. We'll do the introductions. I'm really excited about this movie. Okay, give me a break. I'm Jared, your host. Thank you. (laughs) And the interrupting person is uh, Justin. (laughs) Justin, interrupting hello. Hello, hello. Justin is my brother. And with us, we have also... Me. Me. <laughs> Mia. <laughs> me, me, Mia. Very good. Okay. Only Guzmano. Guzmano. <laughs> yeah. So we do this podcast with uh, me and my family here. I, I'm a huge horror nerd, as I say uh, every episode. And uh, it's rubbing off. It's rubbing yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. You guys are catching up. Uh, every we, every month we talk about, every episode rather, we talk about. Uh, something broadly you know in the horror genre and uh oftentimes it's a classic oftentimes it's you know maybe something you guys haven't seen before so we get your first takes on it but this one i think justin i know you've seen this before oh yeah so let's kind of get into our memories of this movie uh in the last episode we talked a lot about just our memories of being godzilla fans in general because we were both fans as children so i wanted to start off with mia actually and let me set the stage a little more first this is the third godzilla movie the first one was 1954 there had been one sequel the year after and then move jump forward about mm, six years or so we get uh, a japanese movie putting king kong together with godzilla now the problem here is King Kong was originally like 30 feet tall, so we had to make him a giant for this movie. We'll get into that. But so at this point, Godzilla wasn't fully established yet, I don't think. But Mia, did you see this movie? When did you first see this movie? Was it for the podcast? Yes, it's for the podcast. Oh, boy. OK, see, this is interesting to me because I grew up with this movie and I will forever see it through the lens of a small child. Right. So I can't see it um, without that lens. So what did you think? It was awesome, right? Flawless. <laughs> um, I don't know. Very campy, I guess, for my taste. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, going from the first, you know, Godzilla that we watched, going to this one, I was just like, "What is going on here?" It's like <laughs> such a deviation. I mean, he's still like destroying, and they're trying to kill him, and like big monsters and Tokyo and stuff like that. But it's just the the whole tone of the movie has. <laughs> but it feels like there's been a 
like a 180 on what's going on right and oh just, yeah yeah i can't get over kong's face like <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna get into all of it but uh yeah this one well first off it was i think intended as more of a comedy and once again i'll say uh this is the american version so a lot was changed i mean we've, we've got the dubs we've got new scenes added in yeah it's, it's pretty cheesy but let me move over to justin real quick Justin, do you remember when you first saw this movie? This, I think we said this may have been the first one that we saw. We weren't yeah, I was sure. Just saying this to Mia as we were uh, getting ready for the podcast and, and we were watching it. Um, I I have memories now, whether they're you know uh, false memories or right. actual memories, who knows? But I have memories of being in Myrtle Beach and being like we were talking about last time, being six or seven and seeing the VHS case for the King Kong versus Godzilla and watching it in the condo. And I, I have a vague memory of, of, of us taking opposite sides, uh, which would have been fitting for us, I think. Yeah. But I have, vague, I have a vague memory of taking King Kong's side and you taking Godzilla's side <laughs> and, um, and uh, remembering it being a lot of fun um, and how crazy it was that the monsters were like, you know, attacking one another and it was in the ocean and we were near the ocean so yeah anyways that's my it's my first exposure of godzilla and so i was more familiar with the campiness whereas last you know last episode the dark turn i didn't really i'd never seen the original so it was what caught me off guard this though you know for what comes all the godzillas that come later this is clearly like the turn where it starts to turn kind of fun a little more child friendly little kind of goofy and silly mixed in with it and uh so yeah yeah godzilla so like i said this is the third one godzilla raids again uh was the second movie a, a rush sequel after the first one and the tone had already started to change a good bit with that but here yeah we're we're strong into comedy yeah. and then it just kind of gets well it it gets a little more serious i think after this because this is a very goofy movie uh but then godzilla becomes much much more goofy so <laughs> yeah yeah um everybody's listening to the podcast and cannot see the video they're doing godzilla's little clap joy clap <laughs> yeah he right yeah so <laughs> great stuff but as a kid i took it all seriously i don't think i caught much of the comedy I mean, some of it, yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Ta Taco, the uh, uh, the <laughs> businessman. Yeah. He Some of his stuff, you can tell, was comedy, yeah. even as a kid. But, like, the, the suits, how kind of crappy they look, I didn't get that as a kid. Um, yeah. You know, the silliness of a lot of it. To me, it was just like, whoa, giant monsters fighting, you know, when you're five, six years old, whatever. And we were also fans of pro wrestling at that time. So it just kind of fit right in oh, yeah, with it right. yeah um, <laughs> yeah it's sort of the same theme i caught on to that as i got older like uh one's winning and then it suddenly turns and then the other yeah. one's winning and yeah so there's there's a lot of similar themes here but um so how long had it been justin since you last saw this movie probably 20 years 30 years <laughs> not quite 30 but. Mm, yeah my guess is i'm gonna say that it's been probably at least 10. And the only reason I think it would be 
even that soon as maybe we rewatched it when we lived together as doing like a Godzilla marathon or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But more likely 20 years would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. At least. So I, I mean, this is when people ask me, what's your favorite Godzilla movie? This is actually one I quickly bring up. I loved it as a kid. I I still love it for all, even with all its weirdness, but um, (laughs) it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. So I kind of think about, um, like I was saying earlier, when you love something as a child, you can never look through it, never look at it completely objectively, like the original Star Wars movies. Like, I have no idea what someone watching that, like a kid watching that now, what would they think? An adult seeing it for the first time, what would they think? Yeah, keep in mind, once again, we're talking about the American version with the dubs. Uh, It's kind of out of the scope here to talk about the differences, but basically um, they put in a lot of new scenes, like the... American version of Godzilla with American actors, um, mostly to stand there and tell us what's going on. Uh, here it's uh, UN reporter Eric Carter. Yeah. Um, all right. It's well, the widest sounding name ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we jump in? We've got a lot. This is probably going to be a long one because I want to talk about everything in this Let's movie. Do it, man. Get us started. Ready? Okay. Party. Well, it starts off, we are zooming in on the planet Earth rotating in outer space. It's like a little plastic globe spinning around in front of some black stars, but uh, it was a cool <laughs> effect as a kid. And he says a quote. We hear a quote. Do you remember what it was? No? There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Do you know what it's from? Mm-mm. Horatio should maybe give it away for all of us college-educated people. Uh-huh. Uh, nope it's shakespeare hamlet hamlet yeah Yeah. and um i've always loved that quote it's very ominous sounding you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of sets the tone for the movie but then like i said we go to united nations there's a lot of talk about the united nations in this movie i'm not sure anyways i think there was a time when people thought the united nations was going to a bigger deal than it really is but anyways uh, <laughs> eric carter united who's obviously kind of pasted into this movie he's um he gives us the world's shortest report on earthquakes in chile like hey everybody there's an earthquake in chile let's talk to a guy from there it's like yeah it was pretty bad things are getting better all right thanks and then uh what is it? oh yeah we go to icebergs melting in the bering sea due to abnormally uh warm waters a team of scientists, yeah, a team of scientists have been sent into the area on a submarine to investigate. So there's your Godzilla setup, right? So this scene, even though it's obviously tacked in, it does it really sets things up pretty well because uh, there you go, there's Godzilla's coming, uh, and then we get a report of a berry discovered by a pharmaceutical company that has valuable medicinal properties, but it only grows on one island. What do they say? It's a non-habit-forming narcotic, which is, yeah, that would be pretty miraculous if somebody found one. But the natives of the island are very protective of it because they give it to a giant creature. They say they give it to a giant creature that they treat as a god. And the company says the creature is giant because he eats the berries. So there's your setup for Kong. Two things here. One, I always wanted to eat those berries. They look so delicious. There's, There's big and in a bright jar bright red in a jar then we'll get to the natives i imagine you guys will probably have something to say about the islanders once we get there <laughs> just, just a little bit yeah less well. uh, 
So there's your setup, you know, pretty, pretty effective. We set up Godzilla and Kong. So next we get the meeting between the doctor who discovered the bear, uh, berries and Mr. Taco, uh, who is the head of this pharmaceutical company, which they don't just do uh, pharmaceuticals. They're like a huge corporation. And this is a kind of a recurring theme in Godzilla movies, the, the greedy businessman. You know, that character pops up a few more times, but he's one of my favorite because he's so ridiculous and funny. Like definitely a caricature, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He sends, uh, oh, I'm going to say his name. Was it Furu? Faru? I'm going to say Furu, even though I'm probably saying that wrong. I forgot. And Sakurai. Um, but they're two of his employees, and they get sent to the island to find a giant monster for publicity. I love his quote here. He says, find me a genuine monster if he exists or not. <laughs> <laughs> make uh, one up if there's not one yeah so that that's um that's a ceo for you go do the impossible thing because i'm paying you next comes the wire scene i love this the wire scene is great so sakurai is eating dinner with his sister fumiko and her brother fajita and fajita has a new string that his company is making and what does he do with the string well, he ties it to the, so he's like, it's super strong. And so he goes outside, wraps around himself, wraps around the balcony. And then he has his feet kind of against the edge of the balcony, kind of jumping off backwards uh, to yeah. show how strong it is. Yeah. He's like this, this wire. No, it's stronger than steel. So yeah, he's literally dangling outside of the apartment window to show off how strong it is. At one point he's like acting like Tarzan swinging from it. And this is a funny scene here, but the dubbing is nice. really awkward. Sakurai, he's, he's like freaking out and telling him to stop, but the, the dubbing is just really weird. Um, here, stop it, stop it, no more, no more. <laughs> yeah, this is why I wanted to talk about the American version specifically, because you get stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, everybody, remember this string, because it comes back later. Oh, we get to the submarine full of UN scientists. Now, I think this is actually a well-done scene with uh, where they go into the warm waters. Yeah. They Because it, it actually has some tension here, um, some suspense. They see a, a glowing radioactive iceberg. It was, I mean, it's just an iceberg with some yellow tinting, basically, but it was cool as a kid. They go in to investigate, but stupidly, they crash right into it. I'm not sure how you do that. Like, let's go to that iceberg. Oops, we hit it. Look out for the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. When you're going towards the iceberg, don't go into it. Yeah, they go right into it, like at full speed. And the submarine starts to take on water. The captain's like shouting out orders. We see fire coming in and we hear Godzilla's roar. So again, you don't see you don't see too much. You don't actually see Godzilla. It's all suspense. And this scene, this is one that really scared me as a kid, yeah, you know, sad. with the, the waters coming in and uh, the fire and Godzilla's roar. There are a couple of funny moments in it too, uh, though, I think. Um, so the captain is like, you know, God, they like hear Godzilla coming and he's like, secure the hatch. Um, they're already underwater. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why anyone needs to secure the hatch. Yeah. And then um, he does something else after that. Oh, he says, uh, everyone, uh, he says, like, go overboard or man overboard or like prepare to go overboard. And it's like, you're underwater. You're stuck in the iceberg underwater. Yeah. How are these people supposed to jump overboard? That doesn't make 
Yeah. There's uh because there's the one scientist there's like, Captain, do something before we all die. And he's like shouting out orders, but things keep getting worse. And you know, Captain, what should we do? He goes, Everybody prepare to abandon ship. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what we're gonna do. Just get off the submarine underwater. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess if you're gonna drown anyways, might as well try and get out. But <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing I want to point out here is uh, even though we'll get to the monsters and how they look, I think the sound design is pretty good. I love Godzilla's roar here. And later when we get to Kong, uh, I love his roar too. I think it sounds very, uh, very intimidating. So it's actually one of my favorite sounds, favorite roars throughout the series. I, I just think it sounds great. So there's a helicopter that flies over to look for them. And we finally get our first look at Godzilla breaking out of the ice. Two things here. One, this is actually loose continuity with the last film because at the end of the last movie, he gets buried uh, kind of in an iceberg. So, uh, and also we see Godzilla for the first time. I liked watching him burst out of the iceberg. So that was I had, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had not seen the second one. So we were, uh, didn't, you know, didn't expect it coming in as he's like kind of fighting his way out of it. It looks, you know, some of the special effects, I think only hold up reasonably well. I mean, I understand what they were working with. Uh, but this one, I mean, from the bird's eye view, really looks like a big monster punching his way out of an iceberg. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to some of the effects later. But yeah, it's a mixed bag where some of it was too ambitious and does not look good at all. But when they're doing their style, which is uh, miniatures, breaking out of destroying miniatures, it looks really good. When they try and do other stuff, it doesn't work so well. Godzilla doesn't look that great in this movie. I don't think it's the worst he's ever looked. You know, there were some movies that came later where I think he looked worse. But this is not his best appearance. And we'll get to Kong. <laughs> uh, Kong. Yeah. So there's another news bulletin all throughout this movie. If you haven't caught on already, we just keep cutting back to the newsroom where they're explaining stuff to us because we need to have things explained. Uh, another news bulletin tells us Godzilla is headed to Japan. We meet Dr. Probably going to say his name wrong too. Shigesawa. That was close. Do you recognize him? He's from the first film, right? Yeah. That's Akihiko Harada who played Dr. Serizawa in the first film. Hmm. So these movies have uh, a lot of actors who came back several times. So yeah, a bit of trivia there. Uh, he plays a very different character here, but um, he tells us that Godzilla is coming to Japan and then boom, Godzilla arrives. It doesn't take very long. Uh, he's greeted by tanks, of course, because you have to have the military show up, which he immediately vaporizes and melts. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I don't think the tanks are very convincing here. You know, maybe for the time, I think it looks pretty good. You know, they're miniature tanks now, not so much. But the rest of the miniature work is really good, I think. There's lots of destruction, you know, just, well, destruction. Sakurai and Furu, who I'm, again, sorry, saying his name wrong. They arrive at Pharaoh Island. Uh, that's what we're calling it in this movie, where Kong lives. And they are immediately greeted by the natives. All right. Go ahead. What do you guys got to say about the natives? Anything? <laughs> Man, it was it was mass blackface. Yeah. Uh, like not just one. It was a whole crowd. And uh, what's what's interesting about it is, of course, I did not notice it as a kid, and and not all of it is as blatant as as, as some of the characters. But 
a couple of them are um they're definitely covered up uh, with darker skin than they naturally have yeah yeah so it plays into this is one thing that is controversial about the movie it, it plays into some of the uh i mean literally at one point in the movie he calls them ignorant primitive savages yeah. so um yeah, you have the the the, uh, the uncivilized, isolated tribe. Yeah, it's it's definitely not progressive presentation. So there you go. We 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 discussed it. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, they have, they're running around in cloths and headdresses and spears. So, and they immediately take them to the chief, and he's like, "You guys, get off my island." But <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts coming up how does he win the chief over do you remember <laughs> two things what's the first is it the, the first one's a cigarette no that's the second one <laughs> a radio he brings him a radio oh yeah that's right yeah he he's like we bring gifts and i have this magical box that will you press this button and music will come and all the other chiefs will be afraid of you and he presses the button and music starts playing and all the uh, the villagers are shocked. And <laughs> he's like holding it up and looking around, trying to figure out where the music's coming from. But anyways, he's so amazed that he lets them stay on the island. And then, make it even better, they start handing out cigarettes. To including everyone. To everyone. <laughs> to everyone, yes. So first of all, it's funny. They just like, okay, everybody have cigarettes. Smoke, smoke, smoke. And then... Um, this kid who's probably what five years old yeah uh, he tugs at the guy's leg and sakurai goes oh we forgot the candy uh okay you better not smoke it at home and he hands the five-year-old kid two cigarettes <laughs> um yeah and, and I think the kid's mom i mean presumably reaches over the kid's shoulder and takes one of them <laughs> Yeah, and she well, smokes it. Yeah. Well, the the little kitty, he's like, we forgot to bring them candy, and the little boy gestures that yeah. he wants. Yeah, he's like, smoke. That. I want to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the politically incorrect stuff here is is uh, yeah gold. Um, and then there's another great line where um, so Sakurai, he's kind of a, I don't know, he's the one who gets stuff done. He's brave, and the other one is very cowardly. So he says, you know, Sakurai, do you think it's all right? And Sakurai says, it's okay. They're all smoking. <laughs> so, yeah, I just love the weird little moments like that in this movie. So Fumiko gets news that Fujita, her boyfriend's plane, has crashed in Hokkaido. Um, but there are some survivors. So she says, okay, well, I'm going to go to Hokkaido uh, to look for him. And then immediately we cut to another news reporter saying, do not go to Hokkaido. <laughs> Because that's where Godzilla is going. And later on in the movie, um, when Godzilla does get to Hokkaido, everyone's panicking. But again, I don't understand why didn't you leave? There's a problem in these movies. Like, okay, we got to evacuate everybody, but no one leaves somehow until it's too late. We get another one of those scenes where a scientist is explaining everything to us. Uh, the continuity here is a little confusing because at the beginning of the movie, everybody acts like they've already seen Godzilla. You know, the, when the guy flies over in the plane, he goes, oh, it's Godzilla. In this part, they're making it out like Godzilla is appearing for the first time. Granted, this is the, you know, scenes that the Americans added in, so they probably just didn't think about it too much. But, hey, I found a plot hole. Well, it also um, could be that the Americans just, you know, 
it would be typical American style for them to just be completely unaware that there was a monster in Japan. You know, yeah. it could have happened and everyone else would have been aware, but uh, not the Americans. <laughs> Good commentary, Justin. Uh- <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Right. Thank you. Oh, but now it's time to get to King Kong. So back at the island uh, where everyone's happy and no, oh, no, no. They're going searching uh, on the island to go look for Kong. And I want to say I uh, all the stuff with the, the islanders aside, I really love this part of the movie, the island setting. You know, it's, it's like a jungle adventure kind of thing. And that comes up in some of the Godzilla movies, like uh, Son of Godzilla, Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. I, I like that when they have these this jungle setting. Oh yeah, we get introduced to one of the weird things about this movie that always stuck with me. The guy is has a psychic power. Furu has a psychic power. Do you remember where, where his psychic power comes from? No. His corns. My corns hurt. You don't remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole running thing. Um, he's complaining. That. He's like, my corns hurt. My corns always hurt when I'm near a monster. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a running thing for a little while there. Uh, and then he's attacked by this lizard. I don't know what it is. But they shoot the lizard. And the, the, the gunfire wakes up Kong. Uh, and then he says, you see, my corns never lie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody decided that corns were hilarious and they just went with it. So there's even more corn talk when he's in the hut. He's sick and he's like, what's wrong? It's my corns. I don't want to hear about your corns. <laughs> and that's the rest of us. So they finally drop the corn thing. But they send the kid off to get him some berry juice. Oh, yeah, we haven't. There was another part of the setting. This island, part of what they do is in their village, they process all of these berries and they grind them up and make these huge jars of berry juice. Uh, they send the kid off to get some berry juice, but they're attacked by a giant octopus. And then everybody comes out and rallies with their spears. All right. I want to talk about what did you guys think about this octopus stuff? I've got a lot to say about it, of course, but. <laughs> you want to go? First? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of crazy looking. Uh, real life octopus. Uh versus you know oh we're not at that point but i was just like oh that's kind of crazy octopus out of water yeah it latches on to his face right which becomes a little bit of its own kind of trope as well mm-hmm. i don't know what did you think yeah well it's very striking uh especially as a kid because it is i think they used four octopus here for octopi uh sorry english teacher but they use four and then a couple of props in there. So octopuses. Octa, octa, I think it's octopi. Anyways, uh, <laughs> everybody leave comments. So the parts with the actual octopus are really cool looking. It's very slimy and gross. And uh, the parts with the props look pretty terrible. You have two problems here. One is... When it's just the octopus destroying miniatures, it looks great. But whenever they try to force, like superimpose everything to have the people fight the octopus, it looks very bad. Uh, you can see that blue haze around everything. Yeah, because yeah, the, the technology just wasn't there yet. Even as a kid, I noticed that. Like, why is everything kind of blue? Um, they're throwing torches, they're throwing spears, but it, they never seem to actually, like, they just go towards them and disappear. 
they never actually hit it. And there's one really bad part where a tentacle reaches out and grabs somebody and like throws them around. And it just, it's like very poorly done stop animation. So it's a mixed bag here. I loved it as a kid. It was really cool. Yeah. Like I said, just a, just a mixed bag after the villagers are fighting the octopus for the first time we see. Mia? King, Kong. King Kong. Yes. Okay, he very quickly scares off the octopus, like Justin said. I mean, he he latches on Kong's face, but he throws, he pulls him off, throws him, throws some rocks. Kong likes to throw rocks in this movie. He does. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. Okay, let's talk about Kong's appearance in this movie. Eek. Uh, his face is melting. Melting. It's not. No, it's not all bad, but good <laughs> raggedy like he's been through hell yeah his face is kind of melty his eyes are not particularly good and the whole like costume is kind of raggedy yeah oh, it's a man in a suit mm. yeah but they have done they had done already and they would do much much better man in a suit stuff and this one is just i think Again, as a kid, didn't phase me at all. Looking back now, whoo, it's a bad costume. Sorry, I love it, but um, yeah, and he even has like hairless chest. Yeah, he does. Kind of it looks all patchy and weird. Yeah, it's just I don't know what the problem was there, but uh, Kong doesn't look too great. So, oh yeah, so he fights off the octopus, wins pretty easily, and then. He gets drunk on the berry juice. Berry juice, yeah. Yeah, he chugs the berry juice, and the villagers play the music, the drums, and they chant, and yeah, it all makes him pass out. I actually love that song. Um, you know, it, it really, another thing I loved as a kid, it was, it's very intense sounding. Somehow, um, it's not shown how, they get Kong into a giant raft that they pull by boat to Japan. We get more stuff with uh, the the CEO guy Take Ta- Taco, uh, who comes in on a helicopter, and I love watch that scene again when he comes in the helicopter. He's like kicking his legs like a little kid or something. He's wearing um, his little yeah, gun. he's wearing shorts. He also almost blows up the raft by leaning on the lever for dynamite. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's obviously intended as a, a comedic character. So I love him. one of my favorite characters of all the Godzilla movies. But before they can get back, before they can get him back to Japan, the what is it? The Navy, I guess. Military uh, Navy, yeah. Yeah, representatives from Japan from the military come in and say, "Who's responsible here? Okay, you. You are ordered to immediately take Kong back. You are not allowed to bring him into Japan. If you refuse, you're going to be put under arrest." Now, this is maybe the smartest thing ever done by a government in a giant monster movie. <laughs> Let's tell them they cannot bring Kong here. Yeah. We do not want your monster here. No. Yeah. Nope. Or nope. an island, and there are a lot of us in a small space. <laughs> no, thank you. So there's already one there. What do you need? To yeah, we, we only need one kaiju. Yeah. One is enough. And yeah, Godzilla's exactly. friend from the second one that was a weird kind of turtle shelly lizard thingy. Oh, and Gears, yeah. Gears, yeah. Yeah, um, no mention of him in this movie. But, oh yeah, so Godzilla attacks Hokkaido like they said he would. At first he, uh, this is a really good scene, I think. He attacks the train that Fumiko is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we get shots from 
outside his perspective. It's at night. We also get, you know, everybody on the train and the, their reaction when the train crashes. So it's, it's a good scene. She runs away and is kind of, you know, trying to get away from Godzilla. Fajita comes in with his Jeep and rescues her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was good. But at the same time, or maybe the next morning or in a different time zone, I'm not clear because it was night and suddenly it's day. <laughs> and the next part of the movie, uh, Kong is waking up on his raft. There's another bit of physical comedy here where uh, they say, all right, everybody blow the dynamite. And Taco won't let them. So they're fighting and he ends up like falling on the lever. (laughs) Um, But of course it doesn't go off. So what do they decide to do? Start shooting the dynamite. Shoot the dynamite. Yeah. When dynamite doesn't explode, that's how you make it explode. Shoot it with bullets. Yeah, I don't have much experience. I don't have any experience with dynamite. Uh, so I'm not sure if that works. But uh, <laughs> yeah, shoot the dynamite. Just shoot it. And there's a pretty cool explosion here that actually blow. They do shoot it and blow up all the dynamite. But if you think Kong in this movie is going to be defeated by dynamite, nah. Think again. No, not in what, uh, at least half body um, deep water, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't that deep in there. Yeah, he, then we see him like standing up and walking in the water. Yeah. And I love this. This is another part that I thought was really scary as a kid. You know, there's them on a boat with giant Kong walking after them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is kind of a another recurring problem where uh, how deep is the ocean here? Is the monster really tall enough to just stand there? But anyways, don't think too hard, people. <laughs> okay, yeah, I want to take a moment to talk about the music. Do you guys have any thoughts on the music here before I? No, the music didn't really stick out like it did in the uh, in the original. So I don't. Yeah, it wasn't something that really stuck with me. What are What do you have? Yeah, well, part of the reason for that is they replaced most of the music here. So Ifa Kubi, who did uh, did the the Godzilla theme from the last movie, and his was mostly replaced this movie uh, in this movie. Uh, because this was universal, they used a lot of their older music. So one you hear a lot that I actually hate is from Creature from the Black Lagoon. And oh, really? when I yeah, when I heard it, when I saw that movie later on, I immediately recognized it. Like, oh, that's King Kong versus Godzilla. But it's the da 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 that they repeat a hundred oh, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I actually hate it, and. Uh, <laughs> I think it's overused in this movie and in Creature from the Black Lagoon. Love that movie, but I, I don't want to hear da 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 ever again. <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah. 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 That, that's just all I have to say about the movie. They A lot of people don't like that they replaced um, the original soundtrack. And I think that's probably an accurate call. So Godzilla and Kong both are in Tokyo and instinctively go after each other. Uh, they quickly meet up. And we get the first fight. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of short. You remember what happens? Yep. Mm-hmm. He burns Kong and Kong's like. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough of this. He pats himself on the head and like, nope, no, nope, no, nope, I'm out of here. Exactly. Yeah, it's actually kind of hilarious. Uh, so the first thing that happens, there's a few things that happen. Godzilla breathes his atomic breath and he blows up a plane. Look at 
when this happens, everybody look at Kong's face. He like blinks and is obviously kind of amazed mm-hmm. to see that happen. Like, whoa, he breathes fire. What? Um, he tries throwing a giant boulder at Godzilla. Okay. Uh, which does nothing. Godzilla then sets everything on fire, including the Kong suit. Uh, and Kong's, like you guys just said, he scratches his head, turns around, and nopes out. Uh, uh-uh, not doing it. So <laughs> later we'll talk to you about who wins or whatever. Well, Godzilla wins the first round. <laughs> King Kong just ran away very quickly. And yeah, as you guys were saying earlier, Godzilla's celebration where he's the, he's clapping his hands he's like a seal. He's clapping his hands in yeah. celebration. Like uh, it's great stuff. Have we gotten to the part where the reporter is comparing the brain sizes of King Kong and Godzilla? Is that already passed? Because I have a comment on that. I just want to uh, make sure that we are not past this part. You know, I kind of skipped over that to save a little bit of time, but please go ahead because okay, I, so just I think quickly, I agree with you. Um, uh, they're talking about the differences in the brain size of King Kong and Godzilla. And the guy holds up a, a walnut, basically, of like the size of a quarter. And then he holds up a gorilla skull. And he's like, this walnut is Godzilla's brain size. This skull is the size of King Kong's, except times like 10. So his yeah. brain is really huge. But Godzilla's brain is the size of a pea, apparently, yeah. which makes no sense at all. No, no it doesn't. Way at all. <laughs> Yeah, okay. even as a kid, that one got me. Like Godzilla's brain is the size of like a quarter, even though he's 150 feet tall. Yeah, no. yeah it's one of those things. Like, let's emphasize that Godzilla is like, you know, just a crazy animal, but Kong is intelligent. Okay, let's have a visual for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was another thing for the American scenes they added in, where the scientists explaining stuff like this. Kong is a thinking animal. Godzilla is has a pea for a brain, apparently. He's an amphibian, and amphibians have no brains. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Sorry, just wanted to get that thought in, because I was like, what? Godzilla's brain, a pea? Really? Come on. Damn. Yeah, and brain size isn't necessarily correlated with intelligence, but uh, anyways. It's clearly bigger than a pea, just as like a starting <laughs> point, though. Normal yeah. wizard's brains are that big. Right. I, I agree with you. I completely <laughs> agree with it's you. A movie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. also breathes atomic fire, which you know, talked about whether it's fusion or fission or what it's blowing up, but it's from the atomic bomb. It's atomic fire. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that doesn't answer where the atomic fire comes from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find some interesting fire. I did. Okay, I don't want to go too far. It's going to get too existential all at once. Yeah, yeah we still haven't even gotten to the, the real fights yet, but there's so much. I'm going through everything in this movie. Sorry, everybody, if it runs long, uh, but yeah, there's too much to talk about. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's see here. Oh, one of the fun thing about giant monster movies is the ways they come up to stop the monsters. So here, they dig gigantic trenches Fill them with gasoline and set them on fire. They build nets, right? Like to catch them or something? Yeah, no, they, they also build. So they're using these, these fire lanes to lead him to a giant hole that they've built and covered up with a net and thrown some leaves on top or whatever. He falls into the net and they blow up dynamite. So um, 
it's it's pretty clever plan, I have to say. Not environmentally friendly to just pour gasoline everywhere and set it on fire. Uh, but if you thought it was going to stop Godzilla, you have not seen these movies before. It just pisses him off. Next, they build. Uh, didn't they try this in the first movie? They build high-powered electrical wires. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're told that here's another thing. We're told that Godzilla doesn't like electricity, but for some reason, it makes Kong stronger. Just okay. Now it you know. Him up. Yeah. It hooks yeah. him up. Puts him in beast mode. so this actually works so when Godzilla touches the wire he's like oh no hell no Uh, he just falls (laughs) around it there's kind of a funny moment where he's like staring at the wire trying to understand what's going on it's it's, but anyway so but then Kong comes in they they actually tell us like this would work against Godzilla but not against Kong and it works against Godzilla then comes Kong and it doesn't work against him he chews on the wires he chews on them uh, and then tears through them so everyone goes to evacuate. Like we said, half an hour ago in this movie, they told us Godzilla would come to Hokkaido. I don't know why everybody's still there. But Kong picks up Fumiko's train. Uh, have you guys seen the original King Kong? I probably should have asked that. I have not. 1933? Uh, I think I've seen clips from it, but I don't think yeah. I watched the whole thing. Oh, wow. We'll have to get to that at some point. But I um, along with Jack Black. That. Peter Jackson, she's yes, Peter Jackson, yeah, one. Yeah. Peter Jackson. Um, well, the original King Kong, like the first Godzilla, is a classic. So, but anyways, what happens here is a reference to the first one where Kong carries around Fei Ray. You've at least seen pictures of Kong carrying around the girl, you know? So that's what he does to uh, Fumiko here. He stops the train, pulls her out, climbs up on a building. Now, they can't shoot Kong because he's holding a woman. So Sakurai, this is another thing with these movies. There's always like the main characters are somehow able to just hang out with the military, you know, <laughs> like, hey, can we get these civilians out of here? <laughs> but and they always have an idea and the military general listens to them. Yeah. Anyway, his idea here is let's use the Soma juice and play the music from the island to put Kong to sleep. Somehow they have rockets filled with the Soma juice. Uh <laughs> Yeah, and they have a drum and a recording of the music. Yeah, and uh, oh, there's another great line here from Taco, who says, King Kong can't make a monkey out of us. You go, Taco. Yeah, so <laughs> what else to say about this scene? It it works. It puts Kong to sleep. Now, on the VHS as a kid, you couldn't really see, but... Watching it on the Blu-ray now, you can definitely see there are parts where he's obviously holding a doll. Several yep. parts. Yeah. Did you guys notice? Yeah. <laughs> when he's like dropping her, when he like uh, when he like lays down, he goes to dropping her. The final scene, it's like clearly doll hair falling through his yeah. hair. It's quick, but there's actually several shots there we can see. Yeah, it's it's a doll, and not a very good looking doll. No. Uh, <laughs> so, oh well. You win some. Sometimes you, you get a silly looking doll. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You, you try making these movies in 1962, okay, everybody? Okay. All right. You do a better job. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Tauter than it looks. Everyone's a critic. <laughs> so with Kong asleep and Godzilla still around, they decide let's take Kong to Godzilla, hoping that w- they will fight, one will win, or maybe even both will die. So, but who wants to? All right, Mia, your turn. How do they get Kong to Godzilla? 
Oh my gosh. They use the super strong, what is a wire? Mm-hmm. Wire and they tie it to balloons. <laughs> yes. There's like there's then there like a helicopter too at the point. Yes. Helicopter shell bullets. And they and they carry Kong over and he looks like a puppet. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. He looks like a marionette. Yes, there you go. He looks like a marionette. Yeah. So they tie that string, which apparently they have a ton of and just have standing by uh they tie it to kong tie it to balloons filled with helium they and also they have their... just standing by <laughs> yeah yeah like we just have a bunch of gigantic balloons and huge helium machines mm. i don't know but uh <laughs> and then they fly home via helicopter to uh mount fuji where godzilla is waiting it's great it's not gonna happen but man i hope this makes it into the remake <laughs> <laughs> If they fly got uh, King Kong with helium balloons, I will be so happy. <laughs> All right. So we're getting to the, the big real fight here. And I'm about to go off. I know I, t- I always talk too much, but I'm about to go off on a tangent. But before I do, the big King Kong versus Godzilla um, fight. Anything you guys want to say? Oh, it's fantastic. There's like yeah. bouldering and there's back and forth. There's hooking up moments. Uh, there's a lot of tail whiplash a lot of tail whiplash there's a lot of personality like they're definitely like giving them personalities to their to their fighting there's like some tree deep throat oh my gosh <laughs> the yeah. tree deep throating is the best thing ever <laughs> it was great um yeah those are our initial thoughts what do you got <laughs> okay you guys you can go get some coffee or whatever you want to do because i I'm going to narrate this entire fight, okay? Uh, All right. (laughs) All right. So, King Kong Godzilla fight. Everybody, brace yourself. I'll try and do this. So, Kong goes off and hides, and he waits for Godzilla. And when Godzilla comes around, he grabs him by the tail. But Godzilla throws him off his tail. Kong again tries throwing boulders, but Godzilla hits one back with his tail, and then he shoots his atomic breath. This time, instead of retreating like he did last time, Kong charges him, and the two go into a grappling match, with Kong landing a few good punches on the ground. He throws Godzilla off and hits him with a few more boulders. He jumps up in celebration, but in a really dumb move, he does a flip at Godzilla, who who slides out of the way, causing Kong to go face first into the mountain and knock himself unconscious. So... Godzilla kicks boulders on him and whacks him with his tail, but that wakes Kong back up. They get into a brief uh, second fight, but Godzilla does this weird stop-motion jump kick that knocks him back out again, so that's two concussions for Kong. He kicks more boulders on him. Kong starts to get back up, but Godzilla hits him on the head with his tail, knocking him unconscious for a third time. He finishes off the job with a blast of radiation. So now Kong is unconscious, covered on rock, covered in rocks, burnt up with the fire. But just then, a lightning storm comes out of nowhere, and Sakurai reminds us that electricity makes Kong stronger. This may be confusing you. It even confuses Vegeta, who says, electricity makes him stronger? With a confused look on his face. And Sakurai just goes, yeah, uh uh-huh. The lightning, of course, immediately strikes and revitalizes Kong, who grabs Godzilla by the tail and swings him around by the tail gets on top of him, in MMA we call that the uh, ground and pound, and starts punching him. (laughs) K 
King Kong's touch is now electrified. So he electrifies Godzilla every time he, he touches him. But Godzilla is still fighting back very well. He knocks Kong down again. But in a moment that you guys brought up, and this has to be in the remake, it has to be, King Kong rips a tree out of the ground and shoves it into Godzilla's throat. Oh, it's classic. Godzilla turns it into a flaming missile and shoots it back at Kong. He charges Kong, but Kong flips him over his shoulder with a judo throw. Now, there's a few weird shots here from a distance where Kong and Godzilla are obviously like little hand puppets. It doesn't look very good, but it goes by quickly. So Kong is backing Godzilla up, but Godzilla knocks him off his feet with his tail. Kong gets up and sends Godzilla flying backwards. Now, the two charge each other again, but first they have to go through Atami Castle, which next time I'm in Japan, I have to go see. And they tear down the castle to get to each other. They grab onto each other and go over the side of a cliff into the ocean, setting off a massive earthquake with landslides and floods. Kong resurfaces in the distance, heading out to sea, but Godzilla is nowhere to be seen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, sir. Uh, the, the microphones didn't pick that up, but they were applauding. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. I've always wanted to do that. Thank you for indulging me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well done. Good job. So I feel like, I feel like um, you, we'll have to do it again sometime and do it like uh, MMA style where there's like the, the play-by-play and the color commentator and we'll have to work yeah. like the whole back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, we can just narrate. Maybe I'll put that over the, the scene, slow it down. Put it on yeah, YouTube. that was great, man. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. This is this yeah. last big fight is awesome, I think. It, it's, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to say now that I've narrated the whole thing? <laughs> that was a fun fight. Uh, full of surprises. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think my the most enjoyable fight for me. Man, when... <laughs> When King Kong shoves that tree in Godzilla's throat, it is amazing. And then when Godzilla's like, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Uh-huh. And then sends the fire missile at him. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Well, he had, yeah. to, he had to have something more than just throwing rocks because they were very ineffective. Yeah, yeah. The rock throwing thing, there was this period of time where they liked to have monsters throw rocks at Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla versus the sea monster. They, they throw the rocks back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have to say, people showed up to see Godzilla and King Kong fight, and you really get your money's worth at the end of this movie. Uh, I love it. It's well done. You can tell they really thought about all the things they could do. It's well choreographed. It's funny. Uh, it's cool. You know, <laughs> you've got, like I said, judo throws, monsters swinging each other by the tail. Yeah, it's great stuff. So Very cool. we'll see. Well, thanks for the final play-by-play. Yeah, uh, that yeah, was fantastic. No. Thank you. That was fun. I uh, okay. So now we have now that it's over. Uh, whenever you have these versus movies, you have to talk about who won. Uh, I got my opinion here. Do you guys? What do you want to say about if someone says, "Hey, who won Godzilla versus King Kong?" What do you say? Opposable thumbs. Opposable thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I'd say it was God. Oh, I mean, I mean um, King Kong, right? Last Man Standing. You think you won? Last man standing seems fair. I mean, I feel like Godzilla wins the fight. King Kong gets a little assist from Zeus or something, <laughs> and um, tries to shock, shock Godzilla. They go over together. So, you know, I, I, I think it's closer to a draw. But uh, I mean, King Kong does is is the standing 
kaiju at the end so it's hard to say he's not the winner if he literally walks away into the sunset so it's uh it's maybe hard to ignore that piece of it okay well surprise i've got a lot to say about this so first (laughs) off the movie makes it out that godzilla is clearly stronger than kong i mean the first fight kong just turns and runs away uh and godzilla beats him up pretty bad until he gets his super thor powers or whatever um and even then i've always thought that the movie kind of ended in a draw because yeah you don't see godzilla but godzilla lives in the ocean he swims there's no reason to think that falling into the ocean kills him or defeats him so yeah i i've seen it as a draw uh thanks to god's uh king kong's lightning powers okay there's one last thing we've got to talk about before we uh finish up here did you guys do you know about the the myth or the controversy about this movie um, no. for decades um, and people still to this day will say that there's two endings to the movie uh, now it kind of makes sense because the American version is heavily edited with new scenes and stuff but this goes back so people will say oh in the American version Kong wins uh, which I just said I just kind of disagree with but and then they'll say in the Japanese version Godzilla wins. Uh, it's not true. Stop it, everybody. Uh, it comes from, I forget the title of the, the fan magazine, but it came from an old fan magazine in the 60s, I think, is where we know this can be traced back to. And then Famous Monsters of Filmland repeated it a few times, so it's really stuck that there was two endings to this movie. Um, but there's not. There's a couple little different things, but really the only major change is that in the Japanese version, uh, you hear Godzilla's roar. So in the American version, you don't hear Godzilla, but you hear him uh, in the Japanese version. There you go. So stop it, everybody. There's not there's not one where Godzilla wins. It doesn't exist. Uh, okay, that's uh, that's that's that movie. Good job. <laughs> this is Godzilla, man. I'm glad we finally got to it. It was uh, it's a lot of fun. I. Uh, I, I, I must say, though, I'm, I, it would have been really interesting if they had stayed the serious route for a bit longer. I was really, yeah. uh, the imagery, the strength of the first movie, maybe it was the smart move to just go in a completely different direction because you couldn't top it and it was like seen as such a classic. But man, it was so well done from the like horror Godzilla ending the world this is a very different movie in a very different uh, style that sent the franchise in a very different direction, which uh, turned into kid-friendly and fun. But uh, it would have been really nice to have a little bit more of the serious touch early on. It's kind of interesting. Historically, they just went in this completely different direction with, with Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, it happened very quickly. Like I said, Godzilla Raids Again came out the next year, uh, a very different tone. Uh, this one is a comedy it's kind of like a marvel film right kind of the formula that marvel discovered later like let's just have really cool action stuff with a bunch of funny stuff too but yeah i think i think you're right it would have been interesting to see um some more serious films and the next one mothra godzilla mothra versus godzilla was nowhere near as cheesy as this one and godzilla was still a bad guy but yeah, pretty quickly by the mid '60s, I would say Godzilla was like a superhero. You know, wow, there, there's some weird. We could talk about Godzilla versus the smog monster. Um, 
if you guys thought this movie was weird, it gets a lot weirder. But um, but yeah, if you like the more serious stuff, you know, I think there's something for something in Godzilla for everybody, whatever you like. If you like the more serious stuff, go to the 80s. You know, in the 80s movies, they made Godzilla. They were a lot darker and Godzilla was more of a force of nature again, not a superhero. So also, if you like that, check out. Have you seen Shin? You said you haven't seen Shin Godzilla yet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd really like Shin Godzilla because it's definitely that same tone again. Cool. So. Thanks, man. All right. Well, any last thoughts on one of my favorite movies of all time, King Kong versus Godzilla, for all its flaws? It was fun. Yeah, yeah it was so, fun. I it was fun. I enjoyed the miniature work. They did yeah. very well, especially when the the landslide and all the houses were caving in and that mm-hmm. was really great. I enjoyed that. The miniature work, the train part and yeah. but but the caving in and Kong needed some work on his costume. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some really good stuff and some really bad stuff. Uh, a lot of it you can let go because of, I mean, in 1962, I don't think anyone had seen anything like this, you know. Uh, there's still some stuff they should have done better. <laughs> like the Kong suit could have definitely been better. Um, but yeah, for its time, I think it was a great achievement. And everybody, please go see the, uh, the next movie called Kong versus Godzilla. Or Godzilla versus Kong, excuse me. I will forever get them backwards. Uh, show some support for the franchise. I hope it's good. We will we'll do something. I haven't decided what we should do about that movie. Maybe we'll, because actually, you guys are in the States. I'm in Taiwan. Uh, over here, it's coming out earlier. So I will get to see it before all of you do. Nah, 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 nah. Um, so we'll do something for that. We have to have a follow-up to this. Let's do it. But yeah, that's King Kong versus Godzilla. Last thing next up will be uh, <laughs> Justin. You want to tell them what we're doing next? Leprechaun is next, right? Mm-hmm. Huh? <coughs> Leprechaun, Leprechaun is next, right? Yes, Leprechaun. 1993's Leprechaun, because St. Patty's Day is coming up, but that's a good enough excuse to do Leprechaun. Uh, Mia, have you seen Leprechaun? I have a really long time ago. Super creepy looking guy. Yeah, uh, that, well, I won't go into it too much, but um, do you know who, remember who stars in it? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. I don't think it's her first, was it her first film? I don't know, but it it might have been her first film. Yeah, it was a very early film. So everybody, please go watch Leprechaun. It's actually a better movie than you're probably expecting. And oh, that's enough. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, go see the new movie and remember the classic too. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>